Welcome, Thought Leaders. I'm Beck Sands. I'm Andres Lopez Varela, and you're listening to the Thought Leader Show. If you're an ambitious professional, exec, CEO, or business owner looking to grow your personal brand and become a thought leader, you're in the right place. We'll bring you inspiring chats with people who use their personal brand to create successful careers or businesses and become thought leaders in their field. We'll also talk through some of the practical steps and must-dos that you can action to build your own personal brand. And this is what we're most excited about. You're going to see how being a thought leader gives you the opportunity to help others and support people to realize their goals. A personal brand might sound self-serving, but we're here to show you how it can actually have a positive impact on you, your community, and who knows, maybe even the world. Welcome to the Thought Leader Show. This is the third episode and I'm so excited about our guest today. Andres, do you want to tell us who we're chatting with today? Yes, I'm so excited. We got over that second album syndrome. We got it out. It was great. And uh, we're very, very happy to be back again today to speak to Lubica Radocic. Lubica is a senior marketing and business leader uh, who's got over two decades experience. She's worked in technology and SaaS, professional services um, and construction as well. She is currently the, um, the head of marketing and customer success for the APAC region uh, for Autodesk Construction Solutions. And, um, you know, full disclosure, Beck, you know, Lou, you, you work with her as a consultant. Uh, and, you know, you've said to me a number of times how, you know, awed you are by her thought leadership. I do. So I do work with Autodesk Construction Solutions uh, as their PR consultant for this region. And it's such a fantastic team. And Lou is just an incredible leader in the business. Uh, Very inspiring, uh, very innovative, uh, and absolutely a thought leader in the industry um, of, you know, uh, I guess, construction marketing, as well as B2B marketing and customer success. And she has a very, you know, long um, and and diverse career. I think that's what's really interesting about Lou is that she's worked, obviously, not only at Autodesk, she's worked at Hexagon, Oracle, LexisNexis. She has this kind of, um, you know, what, what she describes as a creative entrepreneurial flair to um, identify opportunity in her teams and in her organizations uh, and develop strategies and programs and, you know, ways of capitalizing on that. So really, you know, she is a thought leader um, within the industry at large, but also with her team. And in some ways, uh, that's a super interesting lesson for us to, uh, to learn and, and to dig into today on the show. Our guest on the show today is Lubica Radocic. Lubica, welcome. Hey, hi, Andreas. Hi, Beck. So good to be on the show today. And uh, thank you so much for inviting me. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, we're going to call you Lou. Everyone calls you Lou. So we're just going to jump right into your pocket there and uh, call you Lou today. Uh, tell us, uh, Lou, how would you describe your personal brand in a, in a sentence? Yeah, absolutely. So I've, I've thought about this question and uh, I can probably sum up one word to describe it rather than, than sentence. So I would definitely call my personal brand eclectic. I think that uh, that's because um, I bring to the table and really to the essence, um, the whole kind of scope of my experience, which is pretty broad. Uh, covering multiple industries, um, also organizations from like large global businesses to SMEs across the APEC region. I worked in professional services, 
uh, also like industrial types of products. So I was sold anything from nuts and bolts to to high tech and everything in between. And uh, and so from that sort of context, I really brings, I guess, unique perspective to, you know, to my personal brand and my thought leadership. And, uh, and I think, yeah, it kind of really sums up well, like in terms of just my, my approach to things, right. That, yeah, kind of have this sort of unique unicorn perspective to, to businesses and marketing in general. I love eclectic. That is so good. And it's so unique and individual and authentic and different and not cookie cutter. It's, it's amazing. So thank you so much for sharing that. Um, what are some of the deliberate steps that you've taken to grow and build your personal brand and actually why, like, how has that served you? I think for me, the, the essence of building my personal brand has really been kind of connecting my passion, you know, with my purpose and, and who I am uh, as an individual. And, and I think the, yeah, the kind of those three components is really what kind of, yeah, drives that essence and I guess it yeah, makes me unique and hopefully authentic um, as well. So the number of steps that I've taken is is really um, pushing myself to to get out there and, and kind of share my unique experience and, and share my really passion for for, for marketing first and foremost, and, and also kind of customer experience uh, in that same same manner. And so it's really yeah, bringing bring all of this uh, experience and, and I guess just being out there, right, and, and not, not seeing or not hearing what I needed to hear from others. Um, and I think that's brought about, you know, for me, first of all, like going out there and really challenging myself, pushing myself out of my comfort zone to get into the like the public speaking circuit. Um, so this happened probably some, I don't know, seven or eight years ago. Being an ex, sorry, being an introvert, uh, you know, has not been very easy. You know, getting up on stage and telling my story. So part of my personal challenge of having a growth mindset and, and pushing myself out of my comfort zone really to grow right and and kind of build up my my personal skill set has been that exactly is getting up on stage and and speaking events. And I think that's kind of led to really my story resonating with others. Um, and that was this whole take around, for example, revenue marketing um, as being a relatively new kind of practice area or new, yeah, new capability within B2B marketing space. Um, and it was quite new, I guess, to, to the Australian or Asia pack market some seven or eight years ago. Um, and the story that I told around how transform marketing teams really resonated with a lot of marketers in the audience at that time. And I would get mobbed by, by, yeah, by people afterwards and like, wow, okay, there's something definitely in it. And this, then I keep, you know, kept getting invited back to to these particular events, or just expanded into like other other uh, webinars um, and, and other types of engagements, uh, which then kind of led to uh, you know this whole idea of of publishing a book, and uh, that became like a passion project, obviously like like for many others right during during COVID, and uh, I've been very very fortunate last year to yeah to come to the table with um, a couple of my good friends um, that also had some, again, thoughts and some models to add to, to that story. We kind of joined forces together and, and launched, launched the book. Yes, I love your book. I've read some of it, not the whole thing yet, but I've got it right here. Um, and yeah, fascinating read and very, very um, smart and strategic when it comes to B2B marketing. So yeah, I love some of the models that you have um, proposed in the book, but we'll we'll definitely link to the book in the show notes below. Um, it's called Ascending Growth. Uh, and yeah, it's an incredible read if you are a B2B marketer or interested in B2B marketing, definitely something that you should pick up and check out. Um, 
Yeah. So how, like, I, I guess on that, and thank you so much for sharing a little bit about the growth that you went through in terms of, you know, getting up on stage and pushing yourself um, to get out there a little bit. I guess um, I'm going to jump to one of the other questions we had, which is like, what kind of mindset did you have to adopt uh, in order to do that? Because I know that that is a challenge for many of our listeners. I mean, I feel like it's a challenge for everyone, right? Like getting out there and speaking and, and increasing our visibility. Yeah. Even when we've been doing it for a while, it, it, <laughs> then it goes from a fear of, of being, of actually getting yourself out there to, oh, am I too much out there? Yeah. Or like, you know, I've performed really well. Now I need to maintain that standard. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, I think that's a kind of interesting question. And I think, yeah, just being out there, right, it's it's always improving. And I, I don't perceive myself to be a great public speaker. So it's something I'm, I'm kind of always always working on. And uh, every opportunity to get out there and speak, even this one, right, is, is an opportunity to kind of, you know, to to develop that, that sort of skill set even further. Um, I, I think for me, it's kind of that, that growth mindset is really around, again, right, kind of have, having that passion and, and pursuing it, really, because I think if you're not, passionate about what you do uh, or yeah, then, then it's really hard to write, develop and, and grow in that space. But I think it's also kind of finding your personal why. So why, you know, why do you get out of bed every morning? Like, why do you do what you do? And for me, it's really wanting to be, you know, the best at what I do. Um, and for me, it's also just beyond my, my kind of personal, personal ambitions, right. It's also supporting my team because I've got a, a really great team. So, so that's also part of, part of my passion, right. And purpose is, um, is yeah being the best kind of leader that I can for, for my team. So I think it's, yeah, kind of connecting those dots, but it's, it's really around challenging yourself and, and always looking at, you know, how you can learn and grow and develop new skills. Cause I think in, you know, in this day and age, like if you're not evolving, you're, you're regressing, right? So, so the bottom line, especially in the marketing space, which is like, yeah, there's always new stuff coming up. It's quite competitive. And if you really want to stay relevant and current, right, you need to work on yourself on your skill sets and look at yourself as a kind of as a whole individual, not just from a professional level, but, you know, you as an individual, as a person, as a leader, you know, how you developing and evolving. Right. And, and I think that the goalpost always keeps moving. So, so that's where you have to be, you know, ready. It, it is about the, it is about the journey, right. And, and the journey never ends. I love this. And I feel like you've got this incredible growth mindset. That's so, so needed. Um, in the environment and particularly because I, you know, this is something that I always talk about in terms of it doesn't matter if you are in a career, like if you're wanting to be a leader or if you're in a business, you do need to have kind of that entrepreneurial spirit. You do need to build a personal brand. You do need to have that like kind of um, point of difference, I guess, in the marketplace. So yeah, it's so incredible that you do that. And I love that you do it like part of your why is for your team. Um, and of course, I love your team. Like I, work with you guys on a consulting basis of course and I absolutely love your team and I know that they um so look up to you as just such an incredible leader as well yes yeah, so I think in that sort of context um like yeah you know and, and that's what I told my team as well like you are the boss right each one of you is whatever your CMO your leader right so so you know behave that way because you have an opportunity to really step out of out of your comfort zone and, and it, it is where, you know, and how you add value. Um, and I think if, if someone is in a role just to, including myself, or just to tick boxes, then, then I don't know, then you're probably the right, the wrong hire or I'm in the wrong role. Right. So, so I think for me, it's, yeah. How do you create opportunities for yourself and, and what you're doing today is just a stepping stone for, for that next, for, for your next move. Um, and so I think in that sort of context, right. 
it's important to look at personal growth, you know, whether it's as a business owner or in your career, really, it is it as a journey and, um, and, you know, how you grow and develop and really pushing yourself out of your comfort zone kind of creates that environment, right, for learning and for development and, and for value creation. That's something we're very eager to explore in this conversation and as part of the show is how that value you create as a thought leader with your brand can help other people around you. I think it's a great misconception that thought leaders and personal brands are all very self-serving because they actually can contribute a lot to, to people you work with, people, you know, in a community, um, people, you know, who just kind of gravitate towards you. And in your book, in, 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 um, in Ascending Growth, you talk a lot about how um, that mindset, those processes associated with growth um, are very much designed to bring, <clears throat> are very much designed to bring along other people with you as part of that growth. And I think that that's sometimes, you know, uh, a misconception. Have you had that misconception come up in your career, uh, in your journey of thought leadership and your personal brand where you've had to kind of like um, correct that, that assumption that, that this is something that's self-serving and actually it's in, in fact something you want to help other people with? Um, to be honest, not really, just in my experience. And it's mostly because the way I approach this as it's, you know, it's not about me, right? I'm, I'm kind of a messenger, right? I'm, I'm just a, a conduit and it is about the message. It is about, you know, the value that I add to people. And I think that's where, or to marketers in the sort of context, right? So that's where for me, you know, getting out there in, in the speaking circuit and sharing my story, sharing case studies, sharing those models. Yeah, it has been, again, around the sort of value that, you know, I could provide to others because I always believe that, yeah. You know the the what you what you put out there and the energy. Hopefully, you'll, you'll get back in, in return in some you know shape or form. So for me, it hasn't been kind of from I don't know, egoistical reasons, right? But it's just been more around again, you know, sharing my story and, and hopefully on the back of that, right, raising my profile in this in the industry as well. So that's a really good segue actually to our next question about what thought leadership means to you. And, and I think, you know, we talked a lot here about contributing to a community and being sort of an active leader in that community. Um, what do you get out of it? Yeah, so for me, I guess thought leadership has been really kind of about sharing a unique point of view uh, and sharing a unique set of, I guess, experience and expertise right in, out there into into the marketplace and offering, uh, yeah, this this kind of unique, I guess, unique point um, around you know where others can can really realize and, and drive the value, um, derive value from it, um, but also maybe offering an, a perspective that's not kind of widely uh, acknowledged or widely available in, in the broader industry. Um, so, so I think, yeah, I don't know, for me, it's just been that, right, just share, sharing my expert, so expertise, opinion, uh, hopefully, uh, you know, adding value to other people and, um, and that the message resonates. And, yeah, I mean, it's always a hit and miss, right? Sometimes you get, wow, you know, great acknowledgement. Sometimes, you know, it's crickets and that's fine. I think you just, you know, you kind of keep, keep persisting and, uh, Hopefully, right, the, the message will resonate and um, and will you know add value to you know, to people. Lou, also just before we um, move on, um, ascending growth. You wrote that in collaboration with Eve Chen and Brett Cowell, and this is something we haven't actually talked about yet on the show. Is when you know thought leaders combine their powers, you know, Captain Planet style, you know, for the greater good. Uh, how was that experience for you? How did that come about? And was that sort of um, 
was that a tricky experience to kind of combine those different sort of streams of thought and, and opinion? Uh, and, and, uh, and, you know, would you, would you recommend it? Yeah, absolutely. So, so yeah, the, the book really came about as I, as I mentioned before with, with me entering the speaking circuit and, um, Eve Chan is, is a kind of a, a marketer that I had the chance to meet probably about over 10 years ago now. And some of that became, a really great friend. Um, and so some of the models in the book um, are kind of, yeah, came from Eve that she developed. Uh, and then throughout my career, um, I've adopted them and and apply them into a number of organizations. So a lot of that sort of ex- um, kind of the experience side of things uh, and the case studies, you know, have come from, from my own, um, yeah, my own collaborations. Um, and so, as I mentioned before, like as as I started to speak at these events, I really saw an opportunity to kind of join up forces with Eve and, and compile them into a book. And I think we had, you know, a good maybe 12, 18 months kind of working through the basic manuscript. And we're really out there in the marketplace looking for like an editor that can kind of help us bring this book to life and um, and really kind of understand, you know, where we're coming from and, and help us tell, tell that story in, in a more cohesive way. Because I think the original of the book sounded, I don't know, it was a bit dry or quite academic. As you can see from the book, there's a lot of models in there. So, you know, how do you make it engaging and, you know, tell it in a, in a kind of language that will resonate with a broader audience? Um, and so that's where, yeah, we kind of um, met up with, with Brett, who was, again, one of Eve's kind of contacts. And, and Brett is, as you can see from the book, he's a management consultant, but also published author. So we brought Brett along the journey with us, and he just helped infuse a lot of the kind of color into the language as an editor but also help contribute uh, with some of his experience to, for example, developing one of the models in the book, which is the, the growth experience model. So, so I think something that right started as a, as two of us project, uh, bringing Brett on board just, you know, helped us take, take things to the next level. And, um, and, and yeah, I think now we're kind of continuing that sort of collaboration and it's really been, I think the meeting of the minds, which I think just made the book a lot more powerful um, as well. And so it's kind of two marketers and a management consultant, right. Coming, coming um, around the table to deliver something that I think is quite unique. And to be honest, um, I think hopefully, you know, uh, well accepted and needed in the market because um, I've seen yeah, a lot of, there's a lot of marketing books out there that are I don't know, very tactical or kind of very visual marketing focused. Um, not a lot of them look, look at this lens of kind of marketing or revenue marketing from a, a more strategic or kind of from a more sea uh, level um, type of conversation. So hopefully this again, equips marketers maybe with some tools that, you know, they can bring to their CEO, COO, and have more strategic types of conversations. And the other point is um, really equipping marketers, right, to to have this sort of toolkit to to get a seat at the leadership table, which I know, again, talking to a lot of senior marketers, like that's the that's the goal. You know, that's what marketers are trying to do is, is have that sort of voice at, at the exec table. And that's not not always easy. No, not at all, certainly. And what did you learn about yourself in that process of writing that book and working with Eve and Brett in relation to your thought leadership and your, and your personal brand? Yeah, no, no, absolutely. So I think, again, right, it's just given, given another dimension to, to what we're doing and another, for me personally, another validation, um, but also kind of opening up to, like, yeah, the, the book is right, one, one kind of milestone of the journey and we have you know, other plans to kind of evolve the material, whether it's into, like, on a learning material, into maybe some workshop materials and stuff like that so it's really become like a partnership and for myself again it's kind of 
in having like a bit of a side gig, right, in, in terms of my day-to-day job, which is, you know, quite full on as well. But it's, again, right, it's pursuing your passion. So just giving, opening up uh, more avenues for my, for my thought leadership and, and how I engage with, um, yeah, with marketers and, and with industry. I was just going to ask you, Lou, how did you find that process? Because I feel like any marketers listening will go, oh my God, I'm so busy. Like I'd love to write a book or I'd love to pursue something like that. But you know, how would, how did you fit it into your days? Like essentially, and how did you find that whole process? Yeah, definitely. So I think it's a lot of that is like time management and forward planning and, you know, weekends or, you know, taking like annual, annual leave, right. To, to focus on passion projects. Cause yeah, it hasn't been easy, but I think also, I mean, it was done, a lot of that was produced during COVID. So there was yeah, a lot of kind of no travel, you know, sitting around. So, you know, definitely making making most of, of the time available. So to be honest, like, you know, if I had the opportunity to do it all again in this sort of manner, I think it would have been a really hard one to to pull off just because of the, you know, because of the, I guess, the environment. And now with my expanded responsibilities um, with on the customer success and marketing side. So I think it would have made it yeah, a lot more difficult, but Again, making sure that yeah, you don't look at it as or set expectations for yourself that you know you need to have a book out in three months or six months. Like this took us a good couple of years to get out there. So yeah, look at it more as a, as a long term investment. That's incredible. Well done. Did you like sit? Did you like set aside like an hour a day, or how did you actually like physically write it? Oh, absolutely. So yeah, setting aside like a couple of hours a day, or kind of blocking like weekends. But it's been getting up earlier. Uh, right. So ma- making time um, for, yeah, f- for this passion project. And, um, and I think it yeah, go- goes back to right time management um, first and foremost. Yes. Yeah, so good. So good. I love that you maximized that COVID time. Like, I just think that that's so epic. Like everyone else is sitting around watching Netflix and you were like, right, I'm going to write a book. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah, yeah. There are a lot of others out there. So you'll see a lot of, obviously I'm sure you've seen a lot of the, the books, COVID books popping up, right. Um, all over the place. I've seen a lot of sourdough bread and puzzle making. That's all I've seen, basically. Not many people wrote a book during COVID. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, maybe that was just me, Lou. I was just the one baking and make, doing puzzles. <laughs> um, I feel like this um, this is a bit of a segue into talking about how, um, how has personal branding helped your career? How has it helped you grow your career? And I guess the, the book and, you know, the speaking events that you do, how has that supported your career? Um, so I can say that like, it's definitely led to new career opportunities, job offers. So that's kind of one that I guess it's a byproduct, right? That, you know, maybe, you know, companies, um, I don't know, leaders, right. See what you're doing. And they're like, yeah, I'd love to have someone like that on my team. So that's kind of, that's happened on a couple of occasions. Um, I think it definitely helped kind of, yeah, raise my profile within, uh, I don't know, within the industry, right. And led to more speaking opportunities, um, hopefully it's led to opportunities for me to have maybe more, more credibility and, and a voice within, within my organization or the organizations where I've worked in, in a way, but I kind of don't, don't see them as being tied in. Like I, I'm not someone that kind of leverages my personal brand, right. In, in, in the, in my current workplace, I just see that as kind of, I keep those two separate, my personal brand outside of work in, in the workplace. I think yeah, to me, those are like two, two separate things, but uh, inevitably, like they they do tie in together, and and hopefully it's it's meant that I have added value to, you know, to my organization as well because I think hopefully it's it's helped maybe evolve the employer brand right in that sort of manner that well maybe it's you know, uh, giving kudos right to the to yeah to my team here at Autodesk saying well obviously 
you know, lose some of that speaks and she's kind of a great advocate for the business. So it's elevated, right, the, the profile of my team in the organization, but also elevated the profile of, of the company uh, as a brand in terms of just, you know, some of the great stuff that we're doing um, and hopefully, you know, pe people wanting to, to join a company that's, yeah, kind of, I don't know, if whatever you kind of want to call innovative, you know, groundbreaking, and, and that is allowing team members to, to have a voice, which I know is not the case in a lot of organizations. So true. It's so positive for uh, an, a large enterprise to support that. You know, it's so common that we see thought leaders often come from their own businesses or they're kind of freelancing or consulting or they're in smaller businesses. Uh, but it's so uh, rare, actually, for an enterprise like, you know, Autodesk to, I guess, encourage that and welcome that. And, you know, I, I guess in some ways um, understand the benefit that, that brings to their business, both as an employer for an employer brand, but also, you know, in terms of actually elevating the conversation uh, around their products and services too. And, and, and that's something that I'm interested in understanding from you, Lou. How do you find that your work in this space is received by your employer? And have you ever had any opportunities to kind of like um, bring that skill in-house, if you like, and, and sort of do that sort of, you know, quote unquote, in an entrepreneur kind of a way? Um, so, so I think, yeah, within the organization, like that's something I was really upfront, even uh, as I was joining the company or any organization, even my, my previous, the companies where I worked in is I was very open, you know, about what I do, like I you know, do have this sort of thought leadership, I speak at events. So I made, definitely made sure that like uh, my, my yeah, employer and my managers were, were kind of comfortable and, and okay with, with that approach and were supportive of that. So I think to me, that's definitely kind of setting those expectations, really being clear on, you know, yeah, you know, what is it that I do? And, um, and in some cases, like just sharing the content, making sure that obviously it's, um, you know, it's, it's all, everyone's in agreement. Um, I think also just being mindful of like sensitivity. So yeah, not, you know, sharing any sort of sensitive information, but it's more related to, I don't know, to a particular field, field of expertise, right. Rather than, yeah, not sharing any, anything that's kind of company related. Um, so I think that's, that's kind of right. The, yeah, the, the, the lamination right that exists there, which, which I think is, is really important. Uh, and then internally, I mean, for sure, like what everything, everything that I do, right. Is, is kind of, uh, applied to, to, yeah, to my day-to-day -day job. Um, and so I think I'm also being, really being able to then leverage some of these networks that I have, for example, that I built out right through, through my thought leadership engagements to hopefully add value back into the organization through let's have lunch and learns for my team, right. And looking at their own development. So, you know, how do I create this sort of atmosphere uh, and the culture within my team, right. To, to take up the sort of growth mindset and, and take up these opportunities. Maybe that I don't, at the start of my career, um, I didn't have myself. So I've kind of I call myself self-made, right. Of uh, I never had the start of my career, you know, mentor that I wish that I had for example, mentors, but I think that's, maybe some of the origins right of this sort of growth mindset that I really had to create these opportunities for myself and, um, and, and yeah, be, uh, be more proactive with, with my own learning and development. Um, and so that's what I, yeah, really striving to, to create as part of my, my team culture and, and the broader environment is to yeah, kind of create this opportune, um, yeah, uh, so environment, right. For, for learning and for growth. Um, so I think that's where kind of that bringing the, the external internal, has come into play. I was just going to say, um, 
yeah, I know that, you know, your team does see you as quite a visionary and very inspiring. And I love that you, um, you kind of like you, you, I don't know what the saying is, but you, you put the ladder down, like you basically like help people, even though you didn't get that earlier on, early on in your career, you're like, I'm going to help people and, and help people grow and kind of like pass that down to your team. So I just think that's um, incredible. Um, and I love seeing that in a leader. So yeah, thank you for sharing that. That's amazing. Um, awesome. Well, um, Andres, do you want to ask the thought leader five? This is my favorite part, Lou. We call this a thought leader five, five rapid fire questions to round out the chat. You ready? Uh, not really. Like this is something that I started <laughs> to, to think through last night, and I just didn't didn't get a chance to finish it off. Okay, um, it's uh, it's it's meant to be very very Freudian. Whatever comes to mind, you know. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, here we go. First question: What's your favorite book or podcast right now? A uh, podcast, definitely the the Thought Leader Show by you guys. So. Nice. <laughs> Thank you. Well said. <laughs> I think we need to change that question back. <laughs> <laughs> I have to say then my favorite book, I've been reading this actually, and I really enjoy the, the, the growth, um, the, the, the GX uh, model. I think it's really, really compelling, actually, and very interesting for those of us that run teams. But anyway, we're getting off track. We're getting off track. Second question, one thing that you do to unwind and relax. This will be a very odd one, but I binge on news. I'm a, I'm a news junkie. Um, so news and current affairs. So, You'll see, see me checking out like, yeah, what's happening out there in the world. Um, and I, yeah, I look at like all kinds of uh, different news sites and that, yeah, that's kind of my passion. And, uh, and that's what yeah, helps, helps me unwind in a very strange way. I can relate 100%. It's nothing quite like a long current affairs read at night in bed to make you, uh, <laughs> make you fall asleep. Andres does the same thing. He loves it. And like, whenever the budget's on, he'll just let that, like, he'll just, he's like, okay, budget's on, let's go. And he'll like sit there. All Budget night, night is the best night. Budget night is the best night. Bring on budget night, 2023, 24, whenever it is. I wish it happened multiple times a year. Question three, what's your dream travel destination? Somewhere you haven't been, you'd love to go. It's an interesting one. I've been to a lot of places. Um, I have to say my, my dream travel destination always is Greece. Um, so every time we go, yeah, me and my family go back to, to Europe and we try to go every few years. Like it's always Greece is the, the must destination. So I said, I've been to a lot of places, um, but yeah, Greece is one place that's just, just a dream for me and where like, yeah, I always, always try to go back to it when I get a chance. I mean, great choice. Great choice. All right. It's the end of, of the meal, the end of the night. You have a great time. Do you choose chocolate or do you choose cheese? Cheese for sure. I love, I love cheese. And uh... <laughs> me too. Me too. <laughs> I love chocolate. But I mean, I, I could, eat, I, I could eat, yeah, a kilo of chocolate on my own, right? So I think it's just, yes, it was a tough choice. I was thinking of that one. It's like, uh, I, I think cheese, cheese mm, for sure. Cheese, cheese, yeah. And finally, what's one golden nugget of advice for our listeners that you want to share with them, you want them to take home? Yeah, I, I think for me, it's definitely that that sort of growth mindset, right? I think in, in a sort of thought leadership scenario, building a personal brand, um, I think you, you need to be an entrepreneur, right? And 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 you know really be you know yeah have a growth mindset. Um, we look at how you can push yourself and, and always challenge the status quo. And I think for me the bottom line to that is kind of being able to build build resilience, right? Because uh, you know maybe your message will not I don't know hit home a hundred percent, right? But kind of you know keep pursuing and and you know having that sort of 
really the, you know, your passion and, and your reason of, you know, why you do things is again at the bottom of, of that sort of growth mindset. So I think the combination of those two is kind of for me, what really lays the foundation for, you know, yeah, a great kind of strategy for, for personal branding and for thought leadership. So I would definitely say, you know, embracing the thought leadership, um, sorry, embracing the growth mindset side of things. Um, and also, yeah, just not, yeah, ne never saying die, right? I think it's just, just pursuing it and being persistent. And, um, and I think it, it will pay off in, in, in the long term. Love that. Thank you so much. Where can we find out more about you? Yeah, absolutely. So I think, yeah, my obviously LinkedIn kind of profile is the best the best, uh, yeah, source information. So I do provide, you know, regular updates in terms of, um, yeah, just, you know, my speaking engagements or, again, I'm, I'm now starting up a series uh, on the back of the, the book. Um, so I'll be releasing, like, snippets of the book and providing advice. So I call this series um, Advice for Marketers. So I just kicked that off this week. Um, and then I think I'll be uh, doing that for the next, well, for the rest of the year, uh, for sure. Um, Amazing. Is and, that going to yeah, be... Yeah. Sorry, Lou, is that going to be on LinkedIn or like, are you going to do videos or how are you going to share those? Yeah. So most like LinkedIn, LinkedIn updates. So I don't think I have, I think this is where the, the time management, you know, side of things comes into play that I won't have time to uh, do a lot of videos. I mean, I might try, but definitely just kind of post, uh, post updates and content. Uh, and then yeah, any sort of speaking engagements that come up again, I'll definitely, you know, share those through, through that channel. So, so yeah, LinkedIn is, is first and foremost, the, the best way to, uh, yeah, to get up to date, but also, yeah, really encouraging people to like reach out to me as well. So I'm happy to have, you know, have a chat or again, I have, I've had people reach out to me for advice previously. So again, I'm, you know, very happy to, yeah, to kind of, you know, allocate my time or whatever, you know, find the time um, to again, right, have a conversation. So yeah, by all means, please, you know, please, please feel free to reach out. Thank you so much. Everyone needs to follow you on LinkedIn so they can get those snippets and also read your book. Um, I will do that in the show notes for sure. Lou, thank you so, so much for being here with us today. It's been so lovely chatting with you. And um, yeah, we can't wait to for everyone to hear this. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much again. Yeah, Beck and Andreas, it's been a real pleasure, and uh, yeah, hopefully the your, your listeners, um, you know, have had some you know some new learnings or some interesting takeaways from from our conversation today. Absolutely, thanks for your time, Lou. Pleasure. Thank you so much. I absolutely loved that conversation. I feel like she's such an inspiring leader, and uh, I love that growth mindset. I think it's so needed. Uh, in today's uh, environment because it is competitive for professionals and in order to build a career you do need to have that entrepreneurial enterprising kind of spirit you do need to have a growth mindset you do need to like work on yourself as well it's so true and I think it's such a shame when people think that it's just about the thoughts like the thought in thought leader it's it's not you know I mean she said to us she's an introvert she knew she had to work on getting herself out there and improving her kind of um you know practicing her speaking and practicing your speaking is key because you're not just speaking at events or conferences you're speaking all the time you're presenting your ideas all the time in the professional environment particularly 
in a in sort of a um, technical sort of uh, career like hers, like in marketing, you're always having to explain your thinking and explain concepts. And that practice is critical. And, and that to me was a really interesting thread that she pulled on. And I think we can all learn a bit from Lou in that sense, whether you've been doing it for one year or 10 years or 50 years, you've got to keep that muscle, you know, flexible and exercised and sharp. So you can always be articulate and communicate and express yourself in a way that's really compelling as a thought leader. You do. And you do need to get out of your comfort zone. Uh, and I think for all of us, like people can kind of see people speaking and they think, oh, that's just, that comes naturally. Yeah. They were born with it. They were born with that, but it's like, no, 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 it's, it's hard for everyone. And you know, it's just that the more you do it, the more comfortable you become at it. And also you get better at it, right? Because practice makes perfect, but you know, it is really about getting out of your comfort zone. It's about uh, you know, taking opportunities and saying yes to every speaking event and actually seeking them out. Um, it's about, you know, pushing yourself further so that you can actually increase your visibility so that you can, um, you know, provide value to more people. And when you do that, then you can actually start to uh, get those opportunities coming up. Like, like Lou was saying, in her career, you know, she gets a lot of opportunities um, out off the back of those speaking events and things like that. And it's like, that is absolutely, absolutely the case. And I think, you know, people can think like um, that, you know, it's just a given that some people get opportunities or it's just what they, it's just who they know or just because they've got a certain level of experience but it's, it's not, um, there's more to it than that. And I think that, you know, that perception of being a leader in your industry, it doesn't happen by accident. And, you know, you might even enjoy it. This is what I say to people uh, a lot. They're like, oh, I'm so scared of speaking. It's like, honestly, practice, number one. Number two, self-awareness. Number three, aim for enjoyment. Don't aim for it to be a visit to the dentist every time or to the podiatrist, you know, like it's not that. It's something that can be very fulfilling and compelling, especially when you're speaking on material that you know, but also material that you believe in, that you really feel deep down in your waters that you believe in and that's important to you. And that's really evident in Lou's case, you know, she is so um, on fire for this stuff and that makes a difference and that's what drives the enjoyment. And I think that that's something which is very realistic and kind of gettable for all of us when it comes to building our personal brand. And it might feel nerve wracking, but the sense of accomplishment, once you do something out of your comfort zone and once you actually, you know, do speak at an event or whatever, that is so high that's so huge like the more you get out of your it's like the more satisfaction you get out of it like the more personal fulfillment and accomplishment that you feel out of that let alone the fact that you are helping and serving um other people because yes. like think think about like all the things that you've learned and all the inspiration you've got in um you know in your career in your life whatever in your business it, it's all like from other people who are visible who have started the comfort zone, who have written the book, who have gotten on the stage, who have gotten on the podcast, um, you know, who have shown up. And if they didn't do that, you wouldn't have learned the thing. You wouldn't have gotten that inspiration, you know, and how sad would that be? So, you know, we need to hear from you too. 
all of you out there listening today, we need to hear from you. I, I think that's what I really admire about Lou in particular is that she understands how good her, her work can be in terms of impacting positively on the people that she works with, that work for her, then the people that she meets through her speaking engagements by sort of sharing her knowledge in a book. She understands the benefits that she can give out and she doesn't shy away from that. She does it. She leans into it and she absolutely understands that, you know, you should use your thought leadership powers for good. You should help build people up, support their growth too. Um, and that to me is like just a, a, a textbook card carrying example of a great thought leader. And so I'm very, very happy that we had an opportunity to chat with Lou on the show today and learn from her as well. Me too. I think we need to change that question in the thought leader five. Otherwise everyone's just going to flatter us and tell us where their favorite podcast. <laughs> Maybe. What a bunch of liars. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I love it. Let's find like, let's live it easy. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Thought Leader Show. If you enjoyed this chat, we'd love you to share the episode with someone you think might want to hear it and leave us a rating and a review on your podcast platform of choice. For more information about my work, visit becksands.com and connect with me on the socials. And you can connect with me on Instagram or LinkedIn. See you next time, Thought Leaders.